Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope that you guys are all caught up on sleep and feeling well rested after the exciting start to the week. Of course, the Alberta provincial election on Monday. I am not caught up on rest. Of course, I moved into my new place in Calgary on June 1st. So it has been a bit of a go, 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 go week. That is okay. I am thrilled to finally have a home. And I promise you in the coming weeks, I will decorate it. It will not always look this bland. Let's dive into today's topics, beginning with some election coverage. For those of you who didn't get a chance to watch True North's live show of the election, you missed out. It was a very fun time, despite some technical difficulties. Let's, of course, start off with some election coverage. I know that you guys already know the results of the election. The UCP won 49 seats. I think some of us thought they were going to end with 52 to 53 seats. When I went to bed on Monday night, they had 52 seats, but more votes came in later on, flipped those seats to the NDP. So the UCP ended with 49 seats. That is the final count. And there were some very close ridings. We are going to dive into some of those numbers in just a second, but first quick humble brag. I think my colleagues at your North were the first to declare a UCP majority government on Monday night. I saw the other major networks follow afterwards, but I think we were the first. If I'm wrong on that, feel free to let me know in the comments. But once that majority government was declared by the major network, it was a crazy scene in the room. I'm going to play a clip for you guys right now. So clearly just a lot of excitement there. We'll have a couple more clips for you guys later on about Danielle Smith's victory speech. But now let's take a look at some of the numbers from the close ridings, including two in which UCP incumbents lost their seats by less than 31 votes. Crazy stuff here. Let's dive in. Tyler Shandro lost his Calgary Acadia riding to NDP MLA elect Diana Batten. He was, of course, the health minister during the COVID-19 pandemic but most recently was the attorney general and justice minister. UCP incumbent Whitney Isik lost her seat by 30 votes. She was Kenny's environment and parks minister, but held no portfolio under Danielle Smith. Those results will not be ratified by Elections Alberta until June 8th. And as I mentioned, we are expecting recounts in both those ridings because they won by a margin of less than 100 votes. For those of you who are wondering why the results are taking so long to come in, I have had a couple of questions about that. It is because Elections Alberta conducts an audit of all the ridings where they look at things like making sure that the number of ballots cast per riding were not more than the ballots issued. After winning, a decisive majority government re-elected Premier Danielle Smith said it's time to put division and partisanship aside. It's time to move forward together as Albertans no matter who we voted for, she said. The re-elected premier also said she won't allow Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's costly energy policies to be, quote, inflicted, end quote, upon Albertans. We're going to play that clip for you now. And finally, my fellow Albertans, we need to come together, no matter how we have voted, to stand shoulder to shoulder against soon-to-be-announced Ottawa policies that would significantly harm our provincial economy. Now, we have been made aware that in the coming weeks, Justin Trudeau is planning on bringing forward new restrictions on electricity generation from natural gas that will not only massively increase your power bills, but will also endanger the integrity and reliability of our entire power grid, which we rely on during our cold and dark Alberta winters. 
In addition, the Prime Minister is already ready to introduce a de facto production cap on our oil and gas sector that, if implemented, if implemented, will result in tens of thousands of jobs lost, tens of billions in lost investment, damage our province's fiscal position, and bring economic hardship to Albertans. Now, I've made myself clear on this matter to the Prime Minister in person and in public, but I feel we need to do it again. Hopefully, the Prime Minister and his caucus are watching tonight. <laughs> but let me be clear, this is not a road we can afford to go down. If he persists, he will be hurting Canadians from coast to coast, and he will strain the patience and goodwill of Albertans in an unprecedented fashion. And as Premier, I cannot, under any circumstances, allow these contemplated federal policies to be inflicted upon Albertans. I simply can't, and I won't. Something I wanted to talk to you guys about today is the election delay. So some of you might have noticed that the results took quite a long time to come in. Of course, this was my first time covering the Alberta provincial election. It was actually my first time covering a provincial election. Prior to this, I worked in federal politics, and of course, the results take hours to come in from coast to coast, but it's not the same story in a province where we're all in the same time zone. So into the evening, certainly some of our panelists on the live show probably felt the heat as there was a delay, and we were waiting for results to come in, and I noticed a lot of people complaining about it online. I asked Elections Alberta what the deal was, so I'm going to tell you what they had to say. First, I'm going to start by saying that they said all the tabulators were working. They said the delay resulted from returning offices who were responsible for reporting the results of the vote anywhere counts. Elections Alberta said, quote, in 2019, these ballots were transported back to Elections Alberta for the count, a process which delayed results for 2.5 days after the election. Entering results for vote anywhere, however, is time consuming. Every location provides results for all 349 candidates. Before these counts are reported, they are generated from the tabulators, transcribed onto statement of votes, and then put into our results site. Every stage of this process is verified for accuracy. While results from other jurisdictions may be reported quicker when using tabulators, this is often due to the electronic submission of results. We did not use any electronic data transfer from the tabulators. All the tabulators used for advanced voting were never connected to a network at any time. As a result, it was a manual process to verify and enter these results. So interesting explanation from Elections Alberta there. It sounds like the advance vote anywhere was actually a cause of the delay. I personally did vote in the advance vote. I knew I was going to be too busy on election day and I did not want to get stuck in those voting lines. Let me know what you guys think. Did you like the advanced vote option or would you prefer just to see faster results on voting day? Now, of course, while we're talking about the Alberta provincial election, we would be remiss not to discuss the left's absolute meltdown over the Danielle Smith victory on Monday night. Let's start off with Jagmeet Singh, the federal NDP leader who couldn't even bring himself to congratulate Danielle Smith. In a post to Twitter, Singh said, it wasn't the result we hoped for, but I am grateful for all the hard work from Rachel Notley and Alberta's NDP team. When Danielle Smith won and gave her speech on Monday night, she actually had some very gracious words for Rachel Notley and asked the crowd to join her in thanking Rachel Notley for her show in joining democracy. Quite a different take from what we're seeing here from the federal NDP leader. One Twitter user named Deb said, F you conservative Alberta, you bunch of effing idiots. Hope you all die. 
Well, the tolerant left, ladies and gentlemen. User Jason Merrifield said, cool, cool, very cool, F suburban Calgary and rural Alberta, F Red Deer, F Spruce Grove and Stony Plain, F Banff Kananaskis, F Lloyd Minster, F this whole forsaken place. I wanted to show you guys some of these clips because we all need a little more humor and laughter in our life, and these people deserve to be laughed at. Moving into our next story here, the St. Albert Public School Board unanimously approved a new optional junior high school course on 2SLGBTQIA plus perspective to teach students about internal allyship. And the Alberta Parents Union says the move is only confirming parents' fears that the education system is becoming too politicized. The course is the first of its kind in the province and will stretch from grade seven to grade nine. Alberta Parents Union Executive Director Jeff Park told me parents he's spoken to aren't calling for more social studies types of programs. He said they're concerned with the learning loss students have experienced over the last two years during at-home learning in the COVID-19 pandemic, and they want a return to the essentials. He said, quote, certainly for a lot of parents, this is just doubling and tripling down about concerns that they already had about the education system being overly politicized. For those of you who didn't know, I'm sure none of my viewers, 2SLGBTQIA plus is an acronym for a host of so-called gender expressions, including two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, and asexual. The course is divided into three general outcomes. It concludes with developing and applying, quote, leadership, empathy, and advocacy skills for personal and 2SLGBTQIA plus community empowerment. Park said in this case, allyship is not just about being kind and non-discriminatory, but about pushing a particular political agenda. He said, quote, that's why we're happy to remind parents in St. Albert and everywhere that we have a world-leading choice in education. He added that parents can exercise choice and, quote, make sure they get more of what they want in the school system. Okay, guys, and finally, I wanted to move to my weekly comment roundup. Oh, you guys make me chuckle, sometimes not intentionally. Last week, I covered that a re-elected UCP government, which we now have, would force future governments to hold a referendum if they want to increase personal taxes on job creators. Of course, we already have similar legislation in the province, the Taxpayers Protection Act, which would force a provincial government to hold a referendum if it wanted to create a PST. Of course, Alberta does not have a PST. That is one of the many reasons that the cost of living is so much cheaper here than it is in somewhere like Ontario. So basically, Danielle Smith said that she would expand the Taxpayers Protection Act to also include a hike on personal taxes and job creators. One user commented, the federal government doesn't need a premier's permission to raise federal taxes. This is just another piece of performance art from another low IQ conservative politician. Grade school politics for the stupids. Speaking of low IQ, you might wanna do a little research before you try to clap back at this policy. I can assure you that all the people who are working on it definitely thought about the fact that they can't force the federal government not to raise taxes. That's why this policy specifically applies to provincial taxes and to provincial legislation that currently exists. The announcement would merely expand that existing provincial legislation. It is absolutely concerning to me that 13 people like this comment. There are 13 people who understand very little about federal and provincial politics I would encourage you all to do a little research and educate yourself, please. 
One last little comment. I can't find it right now. I think maybe it was on Facebook. Someone said to me, do you have an F mediocrity pin hanging behind you? And I actually did. I was filming at an Airbnb last week and it just goes to show you that you should always double check your surroundings before you turn your camera on. Not that it is the biggest deal. It's just a little bit lame. It's like something a millennial would say or post. So sorry for any of you guys that were offended by the accidental foul language that slipped its way into my show. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Have a great weekend and God bless.